Ladies and gentlemen, now it's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave Wilimowski. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really good. Doing a lot, are you, a lot better than recently. Are you in the <laughs> Christmas spirit, Dave? Oh, we've been playing Christmas music since Halloween. We are we really are 100% into it, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, right now. Are... Yeah, y'all are those people. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we we have some viewer mail questions this week that are that are tangentially related to that. So I'm I'm not going to say anything more. I'm going to wait until okay. wait until yeah. viewer mail. But yeah, we're, we're 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 full tilt right now. I think we need it this year. All right. <laughs> I think we need it this year. It's been a rough year. Well, you know, it's like it gets it gets to this time of year. Because we talked about this back in Thanksgiving, where, you know, Thanksgiving sort of creeps up on you. It, it creeped up on me. Like, the week of Thanksgiving was the first time I said to myself, when Thanksgiving gets here in a few weeks, I better be ready. And Thanksgiving <laughs> was 48 hours from the moment I said that. <laughs> and, and, but that's the thing about the holiday season, is that you, it's the holiday season, because you have all these holidays in short succession. So, like, I'm, like, in my mind, I have now reached the point of, oof. That Thanksgiving, huh, boys, am I right? Boy, Christmas <laughs> is going to be even better here in about six months. No, it's like tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, on Christmas Eve, I'll say to myself, perhaps I should do something this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe that's that's about that's about where I am. So you guys were doing this since Halloween. Come come, 1.30 in the afternoon on Christmas Eve is when I'll say, perhaps I should put up an ornament. Singular. An <laughs> ornament. <laughs> Just hang, just hang one on your doorknobs. There, there you are. Then, yeah. I live in a neighborhood where uh, I live in a new neighborhood. I I moved earlier this summer, and I didn't. I hadn't really gotten to know my neighbors that well. That's 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 awful. But I feel like people just walking up to their neighbor's door to knock and say, "Hey, howdy, neighbor. I'm I'm Joe Bob." I feel like that's a relic of the past at this point. It's yeah. not because I don't believe in that. It's because no one else does, and I'm going to get shot because I'm the only guy. <laughs> I'm the one guy creeping up to people's doors yeah. like, hey, hell hey neighbor, you got any kids? You know, so, <laughs> so, so, you know, you can't be doing that anymore. Can I borrow your microwave? Yeah. No, microwave is <laughs> the one thing I do have, Dave. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, got a, I, got, I don't have anything else. I have a microwave. It's it's about priorities, but the reason I brought that up is is that uh, surprise surprise I looked out my door just the other night and like every house on this damn block has lights up oh. except for this one. You're a mean one. <laughs> I am a Grinch. That's the thing. I don't even <laughs> like. I don't. I don't even shy away from that. So I I feel like I'm really ruining the luster of what is like my annual Grinch address that I do on our Christmas episode every year. That's a that's a couple weeks away. So mm. all joking aside, I don't have to rush to get the Christmas episode done now because I don't even have to get it ready for next week. It's two weeks from now. Two weeks. It's the Christmas. Funny but we do have a Christmas episode this year, and I'm I'm. Is is this is as far as I can do, go for Christmas? I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that that's it. That's pretty positive. If that if that didn't melt your heart, I don't know what will. Um, speaking of melting your heart, the unemployment rate for the Cuomo brothers has spiked to 100. percent Oh man, 
Chris Cuomo, who just a week ago had been suspended by CNN for his involvement in helping his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, with his with his troubles, his his troubles. That's that's a, that's a nice way of saying his rapings. Uh, yeah. He was suspended by CNN for his involvement in trying to help his brother, which is, you know, journalistic integrity and all that. Uh, I, like, it, you can you can barely say that without laughing, CNN and journalistic integrity. But they did fire now Chris Cuomo. Do we have a picture of Chris Cuomo? Yeah, there he is. Well, there he is with his brother. That's nice. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that jacket. <laughs> I should get a pink blazer like uh, like Chris Cuomo. But, you know, CNN had actually released a statement. So this was the article in the statement by CNN. Uh, check out this. They said, quote, Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation of new information that came to light about his involvement with his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him, effective immediately. While in the process of that review, additional information has come to light. Despite the termination, we will investigate as appropriate. Now... They haven't said anything else, and so it kind of makes you wonder if they if they suspended the guy and then new information came to light when That's... they retained a law firm and investigated him, and then they said, "Ooh, we gotta we gotta cut we gotta cut ties ASAP." I wonder what they found. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just now you're now you're just like okay, like I I normally really don't care about these SOBs, but now I gotta know what did he do? Come on. <laughs> Like I saw I saw I saw some people that were saying that I, I don't know if Chris Cuomo was like intimately involved in this, but I saw some people that were saying like they basically like they had brought in a PR firm when they were trying to save Andrew Cuomo's political career. And the PR firm was actually openly recommending like an email chains. This is what you do. You go find the social media accounts of your accusers and you just you just drag them through the mud. You dox them. And you you leak all their information publicly, and you talk about what sluts they are, and how they lie about everything, and they're not credible. And I was like, wow, yeah, you know, back, you know, back in the old Clinton days, they just kill them. Mm -hmm. Now they call them sluts. Boy, times have changed. Yeah, sad. <laughs> For folks at home. You can't see Dave right now, but I have a monitor that's on all the time where I can see my camera and I can see Dave. And I said what I just said, and he goes, yeah, sad. Stay right. I think you're dozing. Were you even awake during this interaction, oh, Dave? All, all right. fired up. All right. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> you know, the Cuomo brothers could be like the new Dukes of Hazard. Could you, could you picture them like in a – I guess they wouldn't be in the general lead. They'd be like in a – maybe a Vespa or something. And you'd you'd have the you'd have the voiceover. Troubles brewing again for them Cuomo boys. What with all the raping and the cover ups. Just don't no. rape people. <laughs> this is something that Sherry and I used to discuss on the show all the time. If you're getting oh, yeah. in trouble because you're 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 doing some sub ethical coupling, just don't do that. That's what I call rape, by the way, sub ethical coupling. Really pretties it up. <laughs> now the audience i'm glad you said that because now the audience can debate at home is alan more disgusting about this topic or is dave <laughs> but no disgusting. we did used to talk about all that all the time because it seems like every yep. single week there would be a new scandal going on and all the scandals always revolve down to the same thing 
rape, or more specifically, as we used to say, bothering kids. I don't know if you're familiar with that terminology up there in uh, towards the Northeast. Down, down, down here, we call it bothering kids, and that's code for... Yeah, it know. sounds universal. Yeah. <laughs> so We don't really okay. use it, but I think we'd understand it. <laughs> okay. Well, see, it's funny. It's it's really an older colloquial thing. So, like nowadays, you might you might have some kids arguing with each other, and 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 one of the kids might say, you know, so and so's bothering me, and then you know, oh. quit bo- quit bothering them kids. But if an older person hears that, they say, what they were bothering the kids? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, not over there anymore. Speaking of our dearly departed friend Sherry Voluntary. You know, I we've had some people ask. Uh, we've had at least a handful of people ask every single week for the last several weeks now, and I haven't addressed it. So Sherry Voluntary was on this program as the number one producer in Late Night, and then she came. We, we finished the show one evening uh, with her saying she's going to be out of town for a few weeks, and then like three months later, she never came back. <laughs> and she then Dave smokes. Yeah, she went to go return some videotapes. <laughs> um, and Dave, Dave took over her place, and th- that that was it. We just didn't, we just didn't say or do anything else. And so, we have an actual surprise for you. We had teased God over a year ago at this point that we were going to start producing little short skits called Alan Mosley TV shorts, and we're proud to show you our first ever Alan Mosley TV short. That's going to happen during this first commercial break. So for you people out there that complain about the commercial breaks, just sit down, just shut, the f- just sit down and enjoy the break because it's not a commercial this time. It's our first ever Alan Mosley TV short. After that, we will be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this break. Check it out.
How about that? <laughs> oh, I liked it. I thought it was really good. You know what the you know what the terrible thing about having such an awesome piece of content like that is? Now people will expect us to start doing this like regularly, like creating good content. You got to set them straight right now. Yeah, you better be signing up to that <laughs> damn Patreon. Is what you better be doing. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's patreon.com. Um, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Oh, Rip, oh, Rippy. Bob Dole. Oh, yeah, he died. Yeah, he did. He died. Turns out even <laughs> lizard people have an expiration date. Hmm. Uh, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now get ready for man-made horrors beyond our comprehension. What the hell? What What's that the, about? It's talking about the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world, says Klaus Schwab. That is something Klaus would say. Yeah, that sounds like a Klaus statement. Okay. Speaking of Klaus, did you know that they have, like, a, because of new regulations in Germany, if someone from Germany uh, reports you on Twitter, then Twitter, like, has to legally send you a notification that you were reported by someone in Germany and what the offending tweet was and then whether or not they decided to take action. I know this because it happened to me. <laughs> Someone from Germany reported my tweets. And so then Twitter sent me an email to tell me, hey, someone from Germany reported your tweet. So as per this regulation, here's this notification. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. They got a special notification. Yeah. They're literally like, like the irony is totally lost on these people that you have a, re you have a reputation of, you know, like a mm -hmm. legacy of fascism and their idea to avoid that legacy is just do it again. Just yeah. be fascist one more time for the road. This time it's going to work. Uh, but we actually have a bonus meme to the bonus meme this week. Check this out right here. That's a stupid sign. You don't hop. You've never hopped. Like a little restaurant with your bullshit sign. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that bunny is too cute to be saying that. Well, I showed that to a, <laughs> to a friend of mine, and they didn't get it at first. And I had to show them, like, the old meme of yeah, the old gotta, guy with the kid in the yeah. shirt. And I was like, you just, you got to keep up, man. You got to know your memes. Yeah. I hate when you have to go back into meme history, and you're, like, 13 levels deep. Yeah. Explaining it. See, this <laughs> would, I, th I feel like this would go off better if we had a laugh track. Then people would have that, like, cue that they're supposed to. <laughs> there i i kind of installed that when you weren't looking maybe would have gone all over a little bit better if it happened after yeah. the punchline as opposed to yeah, 17 a... minutes later <laughs> yeah or like during a, a joke yeah yeah well, i mean i only good. i can only write like two or three jokes a week so we gotta we gotta combine joke and laughter together that's what we do on the show we bring people together um Boy, this thing has gone so far off the rails. You know what the problem is? Is that the highlight of the damn show was the pre-produced skit. And everything after mm -hmm. that, people are like, the show peaked. It peaked at like the 11-minute mark. We should, have we should have saved it to the end. Because then, 
then for the whole show, we could have been saying, no, 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 guys, I know that this really sucks, but just hold on, stick around to the end of the show. We got this awesome skit for you. Now we, now we have to tell people the skits already happened. I understand. Like, like, you know, like there's the remote. <laughs> there you <laughs> <Let's>, go. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail. All right. It's so intense. It's like high tech. And shit. <laughs> you know, I've been telling producers on this show for like three generations now that 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 sound effect is too intense for a view. Like the viewer mail is supposed to be like, yeah, we're doing viewer mail. Whereas that one's like, you know, breaking news. It's time for viewer mail. I wonder You're if gonna this, learn something. maybe this producer will be the one that finally gets the, all right. Uh, uh, starting off with Ryan Seifert, who writes, dear Alan and Dave, is it okay to not buy Christmas gifts for extended family members that you don't care about? Now, so first of all, I'm not going to sit here and say that we don't all have extended family members that, I mean, let's be honest, you don't really care. Like, you know, if you have a big family and people all over the country or even world, perhaps, like you're not keeping up with the day-to-day ongoings of all that blood relation, you know. So mm-hmm. first of all, Ryan, it is totally okay to not buy Christmas gifts for extended family but I would actually go a step further and say it's really okay to just not buy Christmas gifts for anybody because, yeah. I mean, I'm broke, so I don't buy Christmas presents for anyone. You can buy Christmas presents for me, and I would be grateful. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's actually another good point. Just because someone buys you something, that's not that doesn't mean that there's pressure on you now to like run to the store and get them something. Because frankly, if they've already given you a present and you didn't have one to give them back, the jig's already up, right? Like, yeah. If you run to the store now, now they're just gonna know. Oh, he just felt like he had to do that because I got him one. So, I think it's a power move not to give him one back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's I think it's extra power move for like if they get you like, you know, a Yule a Yule time log is the next time they come by they see it in your trash can. Like you actually you actually set it at the top of your trash can outside at the dumpster. Yeah. Precariously balanced. Yeah, that's what you do. Strangely enough, I actually did get an early Christmas present this year from a viewer. And I'm not gonna say who it is, but I bet people in our audience can tell who it is. Uh I got I got America. one of these. I got it's Captain America, but look what he's doing. He's defecating. He's defecating. You know what that means? You know what this is? <laughs> this is a Cagane. Cagane. Yeah. It's the little like Catalonian figure of a famous figure defecating. Because in other parts of the world they're retarded. And so now They've shared that with me. He actually yeah. got me two of these, but I don't know if I can show you the other one <laughs> and still have a program. Um, we'll, we'll blur it. We'll, we'll think about it. Yeah, there's going to be like a blurred thing right here on the desk. People are just going to assume it's some type of marital aid, perhaps. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what fish is best when fried? That's a really easy question for people in my part of the country. But I'm going to let Dave answer that first. Dave, what fish is best when fried? Ooh, nobody oh. gives a shit. <laughs> that works. 
Did you move the buttons? <laughs> no, I didn't move the buttons. You just did that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. Why don't you just why don't you just yell at our fans a little bit? We only got like seven people that write viewer mail, and this is how you treat them. Oh, oh some somehow the button got moved. That's hilarious. Um All right. I do give a shit. Actually, I, I, I kind of don't. I don't like fish that much. Uh, wow. Fish... <laughs> wow. I think we have fish fries around here, and um, the I think the big fish around here would be like a trout. Uh, what else do they do? Like a white fish or something like that? That's that's all I know. I've been to them, but I didn't. I never knew what I was eating. All right. So the correct answer is, of course, catfish. Catfish Bigger is the fish. best fish when fried. What a mistake. That's <laughs> Dave, you all right, buddy? Everything going good on you? off guard. I, I thought that was all right. Weird. All right. Dave really doesn't like Eric Eli. I learned that tonight. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I learned. Uh, Andrew <laughs> and Andrew Avery. Well, now you know where that button is for later. Actually, for earlier, you were supposed to do it during the Sherry segment. Now it's too late. Now you did it. All right. But it. Uh, it, it it expressed itself. It had to. <laughs> okay, sorry. G- guys, could just give give me and Dave just a second. Dave, right. I yep. thought we were past this. Like, I thought you weren't going to be just like Blake and Sherry. I'm tr- trying my best, Alan. All right. <laughs> um, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, If you are terrified of mall Santas, are you Santa Claus trophobic? Okay. Yeah. He actually has he actually has like an editor's note in here. By the way, it's important to me that you know I didn't add an apostrophe because he has Santa apostrophe S. That's autocorrect, screwing with me. I can understand that sentiment. I I mean I can understand it, but I'm I'm still torn because he's more concerned about autocorrect than he is about his just awful, awful punnage. Just, just awful. Tis the season, I guess. Uh, Tom Mullen writes, Dear Alan and Dave, If God is indeed all-powerful, can he make a rock so big that even he himself cannot lift it? I've actually thought about this, and, and this, yeah. is, this is my official answer, because I'm, as, as some people know, I used to be known as Atheist Jesus. That was like my call sign back in the day. Oh. Um. So I've thought about this, and and my answer is is that God is indeed all-powerful. He can make a rock so big that even he himself cannot lift it. But that's not a contradiction, because if you're saying, well, if he can't lift it, then he's not all-powerful. That's, that's not true, because God does not has the power to not always stay the same. So what he does is he makes a rock so heavy that he can't lift it right now, and then he transforms himself into an even more powerful God that can then lift that rock. So he made a rock that he was not capable of lifting in that moment. But it doesn't mean he can never lift it because he's all powerful. That's brilliant. Yeah. I should go to seminary, I think. Yeah, you should open a church. Ooh. That's the that's <laughs> the next evolution of this program. This show? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna file for our nonprofit. We're gonna be a religious organization, I think. You're gonna be dancing behind the desk? Oh man, my my phone is just lighting up with messages because I think I think subliminally other people know Alan just shows no good. Just just move on. Uh, Nick White 
writes, Dear Alan and Dan. I know that guy. At what age did you stop believing in Satan? Satan. I think, yeah. I think autocorrect got Nick as well. I don't know. Um, I think we have to take it at base, face value. Now, here's the thing, though. I know a lot of people who believe in God but don't believe in Satan, and I feel like that's heresy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And if you're so and if you're so worried about Satan, then you must not believe in God, because God would tell you, don't you worry about that Satan. He's not he's not as powerful as God. But what if God created a Satan so heavy that even he (laughs) himself could not lift him? I'd have to stop believing in Satan. Yeah. Uh, Nick, the answer is I actually really never believed in Santa Claus, which I was going to say, can you believe that? But if you know me, you're probably like, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually never really believed in Santa. Like, when I was really, really little and ba- and couldn't even read the tags that said from Santa, then I was like, yeah, sure, some hobo comes into the house and drops off some boxes. Sure, why not? But, I mean, when I was, by the, I mean, by the time I went to kindergarten and my friends were like, ooh, Santa Claus, I was like, dumb motherfuckers. I said that. I said, as a kid, I said, y'all yeah. are dumb. Yeah. You ruined um, it for a lot of other kids, too, right? You know, Anna Kay, the official fiancé of Insta Late, she says to me all the time, you ruin everything. Apparently, <laughs> um, <laughs> Willemowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave, do you listen to Chris... Oh, it's a two-parter. We only let our Patreon supporters give us two-parters. If, the, mm. if, you, see a, if you see a question that's multiple parts, go look them up on the Patreon. If they're not there, <clears throat> nah. But we're going to do it. Two-parter. Bam. Do you listen to Chris's music? If so, do you have any favorites? Do you listen yep. to Chris's music, and do you, or and if so, do you have any favorites, Dave? You know this. Oh, I can't hit that button. Hold on. Yeah, no. Go ahead and hit it again. No, no, no. That would have been a perfect time. Then Mary can hate you too. Not Mary, no. No, uh, I actually looked this one up because I I do listen to Christmas music, and I was looking for a certain title. And as I'm going through them, I'm like, I love all these songs. I love the the, the Peanuts Christmas songs. Like, there's that gives you that warm feeling, you know, your childhood watching that, and it's all jazzy and everything. But I really like the Carol of the Bells. It's got a lot of emotion and feeling and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, part one, do you listen to Christmas music? No. If so, do you have any favorites? Ironically, yes. <laughs> um, Lal Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, I, you have to wait to the Christmas episode. On the Christmas episode, we're going to have okay. Christmas music on it, and then you'll hear what my favorite Christmas song is. There okay. you go. But this, see, you can't, you see, these people, this is what's wrong with these people, Dave. These people are doing too much <laughs> Christmas stuff. It's too early. They're going to be all Christmased out by the time our Christmas episode gets here. And then when we actually do Christmas stuff, then they'll be like, ugh, oh. I'm so over this. You're, you're saying they don't have Christmas stamina? You don't hop. You've never hopped. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, now that Hollywood is finished due to the Maxwell trial, when, when will both of you join forces with Derek to create an independent film company? I mean, we just did our first Alan Mosley TV short right yeah. there. So the answer is today. Um, Chris Mallard writes, Dear Alan and Dave, when you feel totally abandoned by the legal system, but aren't ready for 20 to life in prison, what should your next move be? <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, Chris. 
happy happy new year seems like a lot of your viewers are facing legal problems have you noticed that too <laughs> yeah you should see this other caganet that i got um <laughs> we're gonna be facing some legal problems and, and finally tonight uh nick white writes nick nick already had oh. a question and what did i just say about multiple part questions but Should we're going to answer it. We're going to answer okay. it because I like Nick and he's a good guy. Nick writes, Dear Alan and Dave, who do you think played the best version of Santa in Christmas films? Tim the Toolman Taylor. I was actually going to say Tim Allen probably. Like, I actually <laughs> was going to say that for real. <laughs> what was that jingle all the way? Was that the... No, no, no. It was, that was, no, uh, that's, uh, that was the Arnold. Santa Claus. The, the Santa Claus, yeah. Yeah, I think the kids are upstairs watching that right now. Oh, well, there you go. It's yeah. like a holiday tradition to watch cocaine smugglers dress up as Santa. You know, he did that. I didn't know he did that. I've seen some of his stand-up, and it's pretty vulgar. Go look up, during the break, go look up Tim Allen, and you'll see that he actually had a record for, like, cocaine. <laughs> it actually kind of makes you wonder then how did he get out and become a movie star because normally when you go away for cocaine that's kind of it <laughs> you, don't, you yeah. don't just you don't just get to go yeah, back you're not to supposed being... to go go away for it you've got to keep that hidden yeah so that that'll be that'll be a jamie pull that up during the break you'll see tim allen as a as a anyway in the meantime guy what are, what are we doing like we're 30 minutes in up to the hour-long show when we're only supposed to be 20 minutes in. Oh, I dropped the ball again. Yeah. Boy, didn't you. Go ahead and play the thing. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that be my camera. Ooh, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be back to talk a little bit about inflation and why some people think it's good for you right after this commercial break. Go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So... Something we've talked about on the show before is, you know, that scene in the Matrix where Neo's talking to the dude and the, like they've got the monitor there with all the just green lines of zeros and ones or whatever. And, and Neo's like, what are you what are you looking at? And he's like, I, you know, I can I can see it like, you know, once you see it, then you can see it and you can see the patterns and it, you can see the Matrix. Um, and I really apply that analogy to the modern day corporate press where you you see sort of like, a, you know, whatever it, whatever agenda it is they're pushing that day or that week, you see it. And then all of a sudden you see that kind of message across several different corporate media outlets. And you're like, oh, I mean, this, this, this has to be planned. It can't just be by mistake that all these different independent media outlets all happen to be pushing the same narrative. I want you to take a look this headline from CNN right here where they talk about why inflation can actually be good for everyday Americans and bad for rich people. And you think to yourself, well, maybe that's just an outlier. Maybe that's just CNN. 
I'll give you a few more examples. Check out this right here. I believe this one's from Fortune. Why inflation might actually be good for the economy. Look at look at those balloons. We have some balloons. of those. We have some of those too. Um, and there, and here's another one right here from the Intercept, which shouldn't be any big surprise. Inflation is good for you. Don't panic over milk prices. Inflation is bad for the one percent, but it helps out almost everybody else. So it 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 just can't be a coincidence that all these different you know supposed you know senior editors and economic experts of all these different organizations are saying inflation could actually be a good thing. Um, but it's really not. So I'm actually going to I'm going to give I'm going to give Allison Morrow here from CNN Business just a moment or two to uh, state her case. No one likes paying for more stuff or more for stuff. That's why inflation, especially the sharp price increases we've seen in recent months, feels like a dirty word. But on the whole, inflation can actually be a good thing for many working class Americans, especially those with fixed rate debt like a 30 year mortgage. That's because wages are going up which not only empowers workers, but also gives them more money to pay down debt. Plus, in the case of mortgage, your monthly payment will be the same, but your house will increase in value. So really, at the end of the day, they sum up this whole article really can be summed up in the lead paragraph here, which is, yes, I know that three weeks ago we said there was no inflation. Okay, mea culpa. We lied about that one, you guys. And then two weeks ago we said, no, 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 don't worry. Inflation's transitory. Okay, Tap the brakes on that. Turns out it's not transitory either. But don't worry. Now that we're admitting to you that rampant inflation is here, nothing to be concerned about because inflation's actually good for you. They predicate all of this on a couple things. One, the top 1%, you know those evil rich people that we're all supposed to hate because class warfare is totes awesome? They're the ones paying the burden of inflation, not, not you working plebs. And the second thing is, is look, inflation means your wages are going up, guys. All, all of this economic forecasting is based on that. Inflation's good because the rich pay it, not the poor, and the poor get higher wages. As you'll probably be shocked to learn, that's, that's, that's a little bit too black and white for real life. I want you to check out this article right here. It's actually over there on Shift Gold from our buddy Mike Meharry. says, that was one weird jobs report. Now, before I get into the article, I just want to point out, you see that graph on the right side? Uh, the current overseer, President uh, Joe Biden, was, you know, celebrating in social media recently, making all these appearances saying, look, uh, our, our, our unemployment or unemployment rate went up by 0.2. That means the job forecast is good, you guys. The recovery is here. But that graph can clearly show you, if you look at employment at pre-pandemic levels compared to now, does that look like the recovery is here? <laughs> Not quite. But we're going to get in. We're going we're gonna to stay on focus with just the inflation thing. Inflation continues to squeeze consumers' pocketbooks, but wages aren't keeping up. Now, remember, all those experts at CNN, Fortune, New York Times, Intercept all said inflation's good. Your wages are going up. Average hourly earnings were up 4.8% on an annual basis. Now, that's missing expectations of 5%. But hey, what's 0.2%? 4.8% more in earnings year over year. That sounds pretty good, right? However, keep in mind, inflation is currently running over 6% annually. So even if you managed to keep your job over the last, say, 16 months, and even if you did manage a, let's say you beat forecasts and you managed to get a 5% increase in salary year over year, you still lost money last year. 
you still lost money because inflation is running higher than your 5% increase in annual salary. Now, you might remember that other little bit they were talking about is debt. Well, look, guys, we all have debt to deal with, but it's okay if you're servicing debt because inflation means that you're making more money and you're going to pay down those old dollars that ain't worth anything. Not so fast. How are Americans keeping up with rising prices? It appears they're turning to credit. Credit card debt is surging, and surveys show that nearly half of American consumers plan to, play, to pay for holiday expenditures using buy now, pay later options. Uh, speaking of credit card debt surging, uh, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit. Consumer credit grew, credit, so credit debt, grew by $29.9 billion in just the month of September, bringing the total, this is the total of consumer credit card debt, $4.37 trillion. You know how sometimes we talk about how ridiculous the national debt is? But, you know, people like you and Dave and I might say, well, I don't care what the national debt is. That's not our debt. Don't believe this. We are the government. The government is the people nonsense. The, the, the national debt, if it's up to $30 trillion, that's not our debt. Well, don't you worry. Our debt's only $4.37 <laughs> Don't you? See, it's a lot more manageable, Dave. <laughs> Your four point much to complain about. Your four point eight percent raise, I'm sure, will pay for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, the increase in consumer debt nearly doubled the consensus estimate of fifteen point five billion increase. Year on year, consumer debt was up eight point three percent. So year over year, people's wages are up four point eight percent, but their debt is up. 8.3%, and inflation is more than a percent higher than what their wage increases were. You lost ground. If those, if those average numbers describe you, you lost ground. And yet these people are, are running victory laps saying the recovery is here, everything is good, only the rich are going to pay for it, not you and me. That's absolute BS. Listen to this. Non-revolving credit, including auto loans and student loans, rose by $20.1 billion, a 7.2 increase year on year. Um, wow. So, so in just non-revolving debt, it's $3.36 trillion. Those are some big numbers, and something I've said on the program before is when you talk about things like this, it's really hard. It's really hard to discuss these types of numbers with people, and and really make any progress intellectually, because those are just imaginary numbers. If and and what and, and I don't mean that in the literal mathematical terms. I mean that in the you and I don't know what a trillion dollars looks like. No. You and I don't know what a billion dollars looks like. Most of us don't know what a million dollars looks like. So you can't even begin to fathom what a trillion dollars in debt looks like. So if you're one of these people, if you're one of these boomer cons, because let's face it, those are the people out there doing it. If you're one of these boomer cons that likes to share the national debt clock saying, look how big the national debt is, y'all. We got to rein in spending. You're right, except for, first of all, the, the United States is never going to pay that. They're going to default on it. They're never, ever going to pay it, so there's no point in even discussing it. And second of all, it's an imaginary number. People can't begin to fathom how much money that is 
And so you're really not doing yourself or anyone else any favors to argue over that amount of debt. But the reason why we share that today is because this is the latest example of a situation where you you can't help but notice the narrative. You can't help but notice all these different independent media organizations just so happen to be pushing the exact same line. The articles say that they're written by different people, but you can damn near read them word for word exactly the same. They're not independent media organizations. They're, they're taking a message that the regime wants to push, and they push it. And so I hope if, if there's anything, if you, if you did or didn't learn anything about the inflation and the jobs numbers, I hope, I hope what you did learn is, is that if, if you're like me and you like to log on to, say, Twitter every now and then, just to kind of see what people are talking about, and you just so happen to see these types of stories get sort of propped up in the algorithm, while people like us are being pushed way down in the algorithm, mm-hmm. realize that that's not, that's not by accident. It wasn't, it wasn't just a happy little mistake that made it where four, five, six, seven, eight different organizations just so happened to publish that absolute economic ignorance. It was deliberate, and it's to make regular working class people think that, oh yeah, things aren't so bad. Hey, at least those rich are having to pay for it, am I right? <laughs> First of all, I hope you don't have that attitude. I hope you don't have the attitude of, well, at least, at least... The, the the powers that be want me to see these other people as the enemy. And so I'm going to have this vitriol in my heart for them. I hope you don't feel that way. But I hope more than that, you realize that if the ship's sinking, you're on it too. Take that holiday cheer. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> <'em. laughs> Boy, that skit was really good though, wasn't it? That was way back at about the 10 minute mark. Yeah. I don't understand if you just rewind to go back and watch it again. I think we might do that ourselves during the break. Guys, we're going to be back with more. It's too late with Alan Mosley right after this commercial break. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Uh. Fair. Not <laughs> not great, fair. Fair. Yeah. Look, we've 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 raised the stakes, you know. I've been yeah, I've been studying this every week, been practicing. Yeah, yeah that's good. I'm gonna get, this. I'm gonna get it. We're raising the bar around here. <laughs> Not that any one in the audience can notice, but we've been <laughs> oh. raising the bar. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I have my show notes over here, and for and for this segment, I just have story time with Uncle Alan. That's what, that's what I named the segment. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I was actually asking people, hey, what should we talk about this week? Mm-hmm. And and the consensus was, I think people just like when Alan tells stories. Yeah. Or a tier list. We're not, we're not doing another, we're not doing another goddamn I thought about doing maybe a, a cookie tier list for Christmas. What do you think? Oh. Oh, yeah, there are a ton of Christmas cookies. Yeah. So, so for the Christmas episodes, that won't be next week. It'll be the week after that. We might do a Christmas cookie tier list. Put might in there. Everybody know. Mm-hmm. So. Because you've got, 
did did you know here's a fun here you go this is story time with uncle this isn't even really a story it's just, it's just a random fact uh did you know that in arabic sugar cookie is pronounced kokshukur i did not which sounds a lot like cocksucker oh, okay so sugar cookie in arabic is kokshukur oh okay and so so then what that means is is that if you're if you're just out enjoying the day <laughs> and you come upon some folks that seem to really um you know express pride if you will then what you can say is is look at them sugar cookies over there am i right and you'll yeah you'll get under it. the radar yeah when i when i was younger we used to we used to have a bunch of those we used to have a lot of those sayings so you know, nobody likes Mondays, right? You get a case of the Mondays, wake up Monday morning, just, ugh, weekend's over. Just, ugh, what a drag. You know what that means? Mondays are really gay. <laughs> and that's, so... That's a good thing. If you have... So, then you might see someone and say, that's a Monday right there. That's what you would do. And then... And then for the female version, so for a lady, for a young lady <laughs> who... For a young lady who perhaps... Perhaps has a hard time counting calories, if you will. Oh. Perhaps has prepared for the winter all year round. And, you know, you think of those memes of, like, the screeching person where they look like a lobster where they're clopping like this, like the angry meme NPC person. So we call those lobsters. And we can't help but notice, you ever go to, like, a public mall and you see a, a group of kids walking around and there's this, there's this stereotypical group of... Of the hearty young lady with a group of prideful fellows. And so we would say, look at that lobster in a couple of Mondays. That's, yeah, that's an impenetrable so that's, code. Yeah. You, you got to really follow it. But it's important to do this because nowadays they don't like you walking around calling people faggots. So mm -hmm. so if that, if that if you're the type of person that enjoys calling people things... But you don't you but you want to be caught up with the times. You want to be sensitive to the modern culture. Then I'm I'm here to help you out. You say lobsters, Mondays, sugar cookies. So now when we when we have our <laughs> now when we have our live annual event later in twenty twenty two, and as everyone's coming in to the venue, I'm saying, Hey, sugar cookies, come on in. Now people will be like, ah, that's you. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and work on my resume real quick here. Hold on. Yeah, she probably probably dust that up. I would probably remove producer for it's too late now. Mostly just take that right off of there. Taking that off my LinkedIn. Speaking of updating your LinkedIn, you know I actually did update my LinkedIn recently, and I and I didn't really make a formal announcement on the show. Oh, did you know? that I'm now working on a project for the 10th Amendment Center. I feel like I did. Well, I know you did, but the pup, <laughs> Jesus. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was before the show. Go ahead and hit the button, motherfucker. Go ahead. Go Ooh, hit. <laughs> I'm working on a project for the 10th Amendment Center, which means I, I went straight <laughs> to LinkedIn. That wasn't oh, a joke, though. <laughs> I actually am. 
<laughs> this is a real life story. This is story time with Uncle Ellen. Okay, yeah, this is important. So I updated my LinkedIn to put on there that I work. I'm a policy researcher for the Tenth Amendment Center. No, I could see Dave going like this over there on his on his producer's desk. No, there's no need for a button. I just stated a fact. Uh, I think that's all I got. Real, actually, I, that's actually not all I have. I did have one more thing. I thought about talking oh. about Jesse Smollett in this in this segment, but I didn't do it because we t- actually did an episode about about him back when he got caught in his little hoax. But his trial is going on right now. But I'm going to treat him the same way I treated Kyle Rittenhouse, which is I'm not going to actually like talk about the trial until after the trial's over. But uh, do we have a picture of Jesse Smollett? Yeah, there he is, right there. Oh, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Just one more racist joke for the road before we move on to the end of the show. Guys, Jesus Christ, we're going to be back to wrap up whatever this was right after this commercial break. Don't go away. our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, go support a free speech platform that's now on Odyssey. It's odyssey.com. It's too late with Alan Mosley or at TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Thanks to Anchor FM. It's anchor.fm slash TV. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Dave, do you have a final thought? I, I feel like I had one, like, about the show. I guess <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm feeling more at home <clears throat> the more crazier this gets. That well, I'm, I'm glad someone is. <laughs> Did you did you want to see the other Kaganay that I got? I don't think it can get any worse. I, you know, I'm going to save that for the Christmas episode, I think. Yeah, there you go. Derek knows what it is. <laughs> now, when Derek watches this episode, he'll he'll send me a message saying, "Please don't. Please don't do that." Um God, we actually wrapped this show really early this week. You see that? Yeah, I I just noticed that. Hey. Oh, wait. I got that that Tim Allen. Oh yeah, pull up Tim Allen. Look at that. That yeah, he got a, <laughs> he got arrested for cocaine. And yeah, yeah, he was in prison for cocaine. How about that? <laughs> That's the ticket to success. Get you on a family comedy. Mm-hmm. You get to be Santa Claus. You get to be. Uh, would oh no uh, you get to be Buzz Lightyear right oh yeah 
Yeah, that's a big deal. I, I imagine the Christmas episode will be better than this one. It, it has to be. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Because <laughs> we just keep getting better every week. Yeah. Yeah, good save, Dave. <laughs> Guys. Is there words to this song? There's not words to this song. It's an instrumental. Ironically, my favorite Christmas song has words, but I don't like the one with words. I like the instrumental. But I will... I'll play that for everybody two weeks from today. So now, now Mary knows that her her viewer mail questions have a have a net fifteen on the invoice. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley, and we will see you next week.